Hi, people. How are you doing? A um, c- couple of quick notes on this podcast. Uh, first of all, it was a live stream on YouTube. I used something called StreamYards. Um, turns out you can only use one microphone on StreamYards. Fucking ace, isn't it? So basically, I sound like shit. I don't sound like shit. You can still understand me. Well, I mean, I, I said I sound like shit, so it kind of does. It doesn't sound nice, smooth and silky like this does. Uh, I'm going to do my very best in about three minutes to try and iron that out. But um, basically, I had to jack halfway through the show. I had to jack Susie's microphone up. The ironic thing about this was Susie was just in to do some general Googling for me. So when things were being said on the podcast, I could look at the Google screen and know what to say about things I didn't know about. She was basically like my interface with the world, with the wide world webs. Um. So, yeah, I sound like I'm in like an aircraft hangar, basically. I'll try and fix it. The guest sounds fine. When Susie says stuff, she sounds fine, but she didn't speak a lot, so it doesn't really help the situation. Anyway... Um, this podcast was not what I thought it was going to be. Um, I, I'd, I've seen uh, 007 do interviews before. Um, I'm trying to work out how to do this without, while still, because uh, I don't want to, um, I don't want to sound like I'm putting him under the bus because I'm not. Uh, but he seemed to have more conviction in his beliefs on the other podcast I watched. And that's fine. People can change their minds and change their opinions. Uh, he came across as quite non-committal about the subject that we were supposed to be talking about. Um, and for me, that's not—it's not a lot of good when you have when you when you book someone in. Like if I book a pro wrestler to come in, and I want to speak to him about pro wrestling, and he decides he wants to talk about flower arrangement ranging, it's kind of fucked me slightly, just a little tiny bit. Not a big bit. Not a big deal. Not the whole penis. Just the tip. Um, so yeah, it sort of threw me for a loop a little bit. So I tried to bring the podcast around a bit, a little bit to back to the subject. Um, I'm still, I'm, I'm still none the wiser to be perfectly honest, what, um, he thinks or what his belief on what shape the world is, um, to the point where I've had quite a lot of criticism from the uh, some flat earthers out there, or sort of globe earth sceptics, I should say, most of them, but I'm sure there's a couple of actual genuine flat earthers out there that thought that gave me some criticism as well, that the uh, interview didn't stay on topic, but I don't really think that was my fault, if I'm perfectly honest. So it's just one of those. Um, I didn't not, I didn't, not enjoy doing the podcast. I thought the podcast was fine. It's just not really what I sort of signed it up for. So I'll be interested to know what you think. Um, I'm still I'm still open to having uh, 007 on the podcast again. I thought he was an interesting guy to speak to. I thought he was quite a nice guy to speak to. Um, it's just I, I thought it was going to be slightly different than it was. Anyway, that's where we are. That's what happened. Uh, if you would like to help the podcast out uh then you can 
zip on over to Patreon and sign up to one of the Patreon tiers. They all get the same. You basically get the podcast a little bit early, unless something crazy happens like this weekend where I've been so busy. I just need to get the podcast out to everybody tonight. It's Monday evening at the moment. And I've been super busy recording podcasts and booking guests. I've now currently booked up with guests until the end of March. So I've really been putting the legwork in to try and get some stuff for you. So, uh, yeah, the basically the podcast doesn't actually pay for itself now. And I can, I, I totally understand people that have had to jump off of the podcast because of, uh, COVID related things. You know, I hope everyone's doing well. If you can help the podcast and stop me having to make, pick up the slack on the uh, old money fronts, then I would very much appreciate it. Anyway, uh, I hope you enjoy the podcast and I hope you're all doing well. And I'll see you later. Bye bye. You are listening to Must See Audio. Susie. Hello. We've been stood up. Uh, this is the first live stream we've ever done. I'm a bad look. And we've been uh, stood up. I'm a bad look. Um, our, our, guest, our guest fell off the edge. <laughs> he's, he's gone. We, we, had, we, had loads yeah. of, we had loads of tabs ready to talk to him about. We had all sorts ready. Maybe um, he's just like had an epiphany and seen sense and been like, oh, I don't need this. Yeah. I've got much tally instead. Oh, that's what flat means. <laughs> <laughs> the words backwards, I see. Yeah, so I like to have half an idea before I do a podcast about what we're going to talk about. Yeah. There isn't even fucking half an idea here left well and truly in the shit. It's not even like anything interesting's happened because we've been no. stuck in. Not it? at all. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, he's gone. What happens if he just turns up now? Will he just arrive in here? If he if he turns up, I'm sure the thing will tell us that he's here. But it's I, I don't know. Bizarre that. I wonder what things these people do in their part, you know, in their spare time. Like, what could he be busy doing? I think he's probably asleep. I feel pretty tired today. You know, if, if I was hanging around waiting for somebody, I might have just drifted off. Oh. Yeah, but if you were wanting to preach or if you were wanting to come on here and talk about like sell wrestling to people, you would be like, oh, hyped up. I mean, there's, there's things I'm more passionate about than pro wrestling, but. Yeah, but like if it was out of sleeping, if it was like coming in and like sharing your wrestling joy yeah. to the well, world. Especially if I felt like you, you, you don't believe that wrestling's a sport for a start. Um, sport, okay. You know, so if, if there was people I like as misguided as yourself, then uh, uh, yeah, I suppose I'd be ready for it. It's not a sport. It is a sport. It's not a sport. Of course, it's a sport. It's not a sport. It's a sport. No, it's not. Why is it sport? What? what? Because they do athletic stuff. They pretend to hate each other. I can't. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Watching. Feel like I'm, yeah, a moth on the ceiling. It's a bit high. That. <laughs> oh, he's here. He's here. It just made a bloop. Shall I click this button? The Skype button. Oh, well, maybe, maybe he's here. He's having trouble. Oh, he's having trouble. Good, right. This would be the minimum of my troubles if I was a flyer fanatic. Um, what, what would you like me to say to that? 
Um, I understand. Just say we're already, just tell him we're already live, and to put, to to click it when when he when he's got it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we shall fill. Bants about wrestling. If anyone in the comments can tell us if the level's all right, that'd be handy. Can they start sending in funny video ideas for the next one? I always think, yeah, yeah. I see. I I always think I don't plan podcasts mm. until I actually have to do a podcast where I haven't done any planning and now I suddenly realise the planning I normally do yeah <laughs> just thinking even thinking is planning yeah I think I'm I'm all in for the funny funny YouTube videos I feel like hit me with one then well I, can't, well, I have to think about which ones are appropriate well I well, think they're all appropriate oh, you said this last time then I went and bashed like 12 sets of unbashable people and then you're like well it's your your career you're destroying I was like oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, like, uh, I mean realistically being on YouTube I'm only on YouTube so they can throw me off at some point yeah I don't want to get thrown off I've got stuff on there yeah wild yeah I'm, I'm, I'm like excited about this weird YouTube video one to be honest I'm done with this what with this like I'd rather watch funny YouTube videos than the earth is round. <laughs> That's my argument. <laughs> I, I, are you sceptical about everything? Yeah. Like, there's no, no. ghosts? No. Aliens? Oh, there could be ghosts, but until I see a ghost, I'm right. not having it. Oh, that, that's okay. That's yeah. fair. Aliens? I haven't seen one. If I, if I see one, if one trots in, yeah. So you have to see it? I have to have some, some sort so of... So you've been in space? We send satellites up with work. I've been on a plane. <laughs> you can't see the curvature. We've never had a boat fall off the edge of the earth. Well, we've never know. had it crash maybe into the ice wall. Good, maybe you've got particularly good boat pilots. I'm not. I can't. Boat pilots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Be zen. Well, do you send any boats down to the Arctic? Yeah. Yeah. Not once have any of them said, "Oh, geez, I'm just just stuck going around the edge." <laughs> the ice walls never ending, guys. Like, uh, oh, his fans are waiting. Shall I say he's on his way? He's on his way. I've said it. Oh, he oh, is. Yeah. Do I? Have yeah. One uh, you click on Adam's industry. Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. How's it going, buddy? He's gone. Oh. I don't mean, I don't think. Or did he mute? No, he's muted himself. Ah. He's getting his little holes on. You're going to, you might, it might echo otherwise. Tell me if no, that's what. That sounds great, mate. That sounds all right. You're not echoing. Yeah, it's not echoing, no? No, no, it sounds fine. Cool, because the speaker's here, but the microphone's here, so I thought maybe it would. Uh, it would pick it up. So, yes, how are you doing? I'm sorry, good, mate. Good, no, uh, sorry, good to meet you. We had loads of little issues trying to get audio to work so it's with you and everything else. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. So, uh, thanks for coming on, mate. No problem, sorry. I'm just putting my phone on, do not disturb, so it stops beeping. I was trying to get on using my phone, but I, it just won't let me do it. Well, I can't seem to... It says it it doesn't have permission to um, to use the camera, but it has. So anyway, there we go. So that, that's sure that's all live streaming is for. Live streaming is just for problems. 
<laughs> it was supposed to happen. Um, yeah, so anyway, I'm, I'm Lee. Thanks for coming on the audio. This is Susie. Uh, how do you pronounce your first name? Sorry? How do you pronounce your first name? Richard, or Double. Oh, no. I, what did we say? Not that. No, we said a different name. So, yeah. Sorry, mate. I thought I thought you had like a, like, what was it? Oh, it wasn't Richard, but that's fine. I can yeah. say that. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't me. Um, uh, um, I'm going to move this camera over here, so I'm sort of looking, because I got you up on the screen, but there we go. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just Richie, or double. Yeah. Um, before, like the I watched the interview you did with Alien Addict. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd already seen the like the Sam and Dan thing, like, where like his sort of debunk thing. But before yeah. we start sort of getting into the weeds of, of stuff, like, tell us a bit about you, like because it, it's uh, I think the most interesting sort of thing about this sort of stuff is how somebody goes. You know, like having essentially the same education that we all have, and, and then coming to that breaking point where you decide that you, you know what I'm going to go a different way. It's quite that's a brilliant question, man. Um, because it astounds me how how people who don't right people that are fully. Um, fully buying into the to the globe, the heliocentric model, everything that NASA says, <clears throat> everything that we were taught in school. Look at people like myself and think that something's happened, and we've you know we're the, we've we're stupid in some way. We're stupid. Um, we just don't seem to understand. We can't. Why can't we get our heads around it? You know, it's, it's a it's an absolutely archaic concept that the earth is flat i i went to a private school i was identified as being extremely intelligent when i was about five years old and my mum and dad shipped me off to a private school straight away and um i I was there for four years and the the headmaster asked my parents to take me out before he kicked me out because i didn't really fit in there um but when I so at, at that private school, it was a slightly better education than in a normal school. It's some, it's I hate to admit it, but when I went into a normal school, I was four or five years ahead of everybody. I completely accepted everything that I was taught. I, I thought it was coming from credible sources. I thought that the people that were teaching me were um, authorities on the subject, on the, or the, the subjects, and I just took that for granted. Because I thought people in positions of authority and these institutions that are responsible for shaping young people, they have to tell the truth. And I just took it for granted that that's what would happen. In 2000, um, in 2000 I had a December 2000, I had a really serious car accident um, and I lost a loved one. It was my fault. Um, I fell asleep at the wheel, lost control of the car. I was put into a medically induced coma. Um, And when I came out of the coma, and once I was released from hospital in 2001, 
everything was different. And I put it down to being, because something so great, so huge and monumentally serious had happened to me, or not happened to me, had, had I'd been responsible for, right? I'd been responsible for it. So that, as an armchair psychologist, because I love psychology, although I didn't study it officially, I didn't study it through normal channels, I, I do it, you know, myself, um, reading publications and stuff. Um, I've always analysed myself, so I thought it was just purely down to that. I thought it was, it, it's no wonder that it, it seems you're in a different universe because nothing this serious had ever happened before and now it has, and you're responsible. So this is a whole new, whole new world. The trouble was that didn't explain some of the differences that I was coming across. All of all of this, all of this, because the car accident was my fault. So I had a had a court case hanging over my head. I was going, you know, I was going to go to prison. Well, I went to prison. Um. And then, it, I mean, it took it took eight years for me to be able to walk properly again because both my legs were smashed, um, and I didn't get any physiotherapy or anything. So it was a it was a long, hard um, recovery. But you know, just by myself, and I probably messed up. That's why it took so long. I, I was so depressed for so long. Um, in two thousand and thirteen. I was sat there contemplating different ways to commit suicide, thinking I can't do that. It's not something that I could ever do. I know. I've looked into religion. I'm not going to be Jewish. I'm not going to be um, Muslim. My grandfather was Muslim. I've tried Christianity. Look, you know, I did Bible study and everything. I did Bible study in prison. I was in the chapel all the time in prison. I took my baptismal vows again. I really embraced it when I was in prison. And when I got out, I realized I wasn't going to be able to maintain that sort of devotion. And it, it wasn't realistic. In 2013, I thought, okay, well, religion's not doing it. So Buddhism isn't really a religion. Buddhism's more of a way of life. And it seems to be a guide to happiness. Well, that's what it was all about, was Siddhartha's quest for, for happiness, for eternal happiness and enlightenment. And I wasn't even, God, I don't think I was even 30 pages in or something. And it mentioned Nibiru. And I thought, what's that? I've never heard of that before. And I looked into it online. And that was my first rabbit hole. So I, I went, dove into that rabbit hole and found um, Sitchin, um, David Icke, Alex Jones, all of that. And I was really excited about the space stuff because I loved space. I was, I was 100%, 100 in in 2012 with the Nibiru idea. So I... The, the, yeah, I was, I, I, in the, 
during, during this like 2012, you know, when the uh, the idea of some sort of glo- global global cataclysm. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the end of the yeah. cycle. Yeah, yeah, I I was a hundred percent in with the idea of the the dwarf star coming to to fuck us up. Mm. Yeah, so. While I was on that, while I was looking into all that, I'd had a friend of mine um, who'd passed some flat earth stuff my way. He'd also chucked me um, David Icke, but it was all before I was ready to see it. It was like in 2008. And I was like, mate, you've lost the plot. Go on. <laughs> I don't think I can chat to you anymore because he was just bombarding me with it. And uh, so I stopped. I, I, I kind of cut him out a bit and then in 2013 when i when i fell down this nibiru rabbit hole <coughs> i realized they've been lying to us they've been lying to us about a lot of stuff and i came across an eric dubay um video 200 fruits or whatever it is for, from eric dubay and i thought do you know what? I'm going to have a look because they're lying about so much. I'd already dis- I'd already come across Jordan Maxwell, and Jordan Maxwell had kind of explained language and banking and religion, and um, yeah, I, I just thought I'll have a look, and I watched I watched that Eric Dubayad um, video, and at the end of it. All the way through, like there wasn't a single thing. I couldn't disagree with anything. And um, and I wanted to be able to. I wanted, I, when I first started looking into it, I was looking into it to be able to debunk it myself in my mind, to be able to say, oh, yeah, well, I know, that, you know, that's rubbish. They're talking absolute rubbish. But the things that were being said, I couldn't argue with. And it wasn't until 2016, well, 2015, I ended up in um, in Tenerife, where I was able to actually make observations myself of things that, according to the parameters that they have set in stone about the diameter of the Earth and the radius, according to those parameters, there's a there's a law of curvature that can't be you just can't ignore it. There's a law of curvature. And eight inches per mile squared. Eight that. Mile squared, and the fact that they they've set it in stone. The Earth is twenty five thousand miles in diameter, and it is. And every time they depict it, and even in the depictions where they say this is real footage, and I personally. The real footage that they take, I think they're taking from, they're, they're really, really high up, but they're using, um, they're using widescreen, wide-angle lenses and, um, and CGI. But it's, you, you, can't, you can't ignore it. It's, if those parameters weren't there, and if they didn't say that the the, disc, the the Earth is a globe, it's a globe. Every single picture, it's a globe. Neil deGrasse Tyson comes out, thinks he's going to be funny, and says, "Well, actually, the Earth is oblate because it's spinning at a thousand miles an hour, and it's a pair." Mate, if that was the case, then there would be areas on the Earth 
where the curvature is so great, it would be unavoidable. You would, everybody, that you know, it would be impossible not to measure it at these certain points on the Earth. So it's not oblate. Every picture they give us is a sphere, a globe. So that means there's a law of curvature because it's 25,000 miles in diameter. If they said it was 50,000 miles or 100,000 miles in diameter, the law of curvature would be different. It's not. It is what they set those parameters at. So according to those parameters, the the horizon starts for myself at uh, um, 187 centimetres, six foot two and a half. Standing at sea level, horizon starts at between 3.7 and 4 kilometres away. So, no, it's it's 4.2 kilometres away, or 4.7, 3 point something miles. Anyway, that's that's where the horizon starts, which means that's where the curvature starts. So from that point, every mile squared, a drop of eight inches, you can measure the distance that you would be able to see see the curvature start. And we've got these islands. We've got Gran Canaria, we've got El Hierro, and we've got um, La Palma. And the the islands that I saw that made me realise were, were El Hierro and La Palma because they're 125 kilometres away. And they're only... 2,600, around 2,600 metres high, the mountains, the peaks of the mountains. So 125 kilometres away, they should be at least partially hidden by the the curvature. You've got Lagomera, which which stands in between, which is only 40 kilometres away. And that's only 1,500 metres high. So you, you can get a gauge of how big an island is, you know, and how, I don't know, I can't explain how I, how I gauge it, but you can see that when you, when you see these islands, when they're silhouetted, you can see the whole island. There's a closer observation. I moved to a different side of the island where there's, um, you can see Gran Canaria from that side and Gran Canaria is 61 kilometers away that means the curvature is it should be enough to cut out the beaches and all the roads and everything that's that are down near sea level you shouldn't be able to see anything that's near sea level it should be hidden behind the curvature but from the beach with the P900 you could see you could see the roads. You could see, you could see the uh, sunlight glinting off the windows on the, the shops or houses or whatever, wherever they are. And if you look at the topography of Gran Canaria, is that you just shouldn't be able to see them if the Earth is a globe of twenty-five thousand miles circumference. So that's that's all I'm saying. Basically, is it's not what they teach us now. Maybe the Earth's bigger. Maybe the islands aren't the distance. These distances are wrong. It's one or the other because either way they've set the parameters, so I shouldn't be able to see those islands, and I shouldn't be able to see what I can see of Gran Canaria, all from sea level. The other thing to take into consideration as well is um, pictures and pictures and troughs 
in the in the waves in the the swell of water. So when you have a body of water with the you know the the um, with the moon with the effects that the moon has on huge bodies of water and everything, waves and all that between um, between Gran Canaria and Tenerife, it's a really really deep trench. It's about eighteen hundred meters deep. So when you work out what the what the uh, peaks of those waves between even on a calm day the swells what the swells will you calculate what the swells will be on a calm day between you and Gran Canaria and technically when I'm making all those observations and I'm looking from sea level technically I'm below sea level because the swells are coming up 60 80 100 feet in between me and Gran Canaria. So all of this argument about, oh, you're not stood at sea level or you haven't taken into consideration, blah, 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 blah. It's all completely redundant because when you have big bodies of water, deep bodies of water like that, the swell in the way, it, 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 you know, basically the swell in the ocean is going to be 40, 50 feet above you. So technically, every time you make an observation from sea level, you're below sea level, if that makes any sense. Yeah. See, I, I thought with the um, with the idea of distances, because I do, I think of all the uh, flat Earth stuff. It's the distance thing I find interesting. Um, the grand conspiracies of it, of, of the uh, lack of space stations, lack of space, all that sort of stuff. I uh, I struggle with that because. I'm. I'm still not sure. Honestly, I think we can see. <laughs> what do you mean? Maybe, what do you mean? Lack of space. Well, some of the um, some of the flat Earth theories are that there is no space and there's a firmament rather than rather um, than stars and space. You know what? Flat, flat Earth theories are just they're absolutely bloody ridiculous because so, that's all they are. They're theories, aren't they? It's all theories. That's the trouble. All of it is all theories. None of us can actually say. None of us can say. There's no proof of anything, is there, really? All there is, there's proof, there's, there's, there's body, there's land mass yeah. that's separated by ocean and everywhere that we go is observably flat. And we're told it's these distances and we calculate, you know, we can drive, when we drive in the car or whatever, we can say, yeah, that's the distance. But when we fly in the plane... How do you know? How do we know how far we've actually flown when we've flown in the plane? We've got absolutely no idea. We just go by what they're telling us. Yeah, we've no idea what speed we're actually going, all that sort of stuff. Well, we know what speed they tell us we're going at. Yeah. I mean, what, <laughs> have you heard the theory about aeroplanes? No, no, they're, they're not, because Because when you think about it, when you apply critical thought to... Where do they put the fuel in the aeroplanes? When they say it's carrying so many thousand gallons of fuel, well, so many thousand gallons of liquid fuel will weigh so much. And where are they putting it? Because there's no room in the aircraft for that much liquid. There isn't any room anywhere. If you look at the schematics of these of these jet airplanes, there's no room there. My, my, my Google Ninja is on schematics for airplanes as we speak. 
So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've never thought about the fuel things. To be perfectly honest, I've just always took it for granted that there'll be fuel, some sort of fuel cell in the underneath of the fuselage. I, I, I think jet engines are basically massive. Just they're just compressors, and they are. I don't think they're using as much fuel as they say. I think all that's part of the scam to get more money out of people. But the whole... So that would would suggest that we're not going as far as they say we are. I I think... I don't think distances are what they tell us they are. Mm -hmm. Because that would make everything seem smaller and more accessible. I think there's much more land than they tell us there is. And honestly, we live in paradigms. So everything is a paradigm. Flat Earth, the whole concept of flat Earth is a paradigm and you have to put parameters to it. You have to say, well, where's the edge? And, and, how 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 does it work? How, what's keeping the water in? If the, if it's just a flat Earth, and what is it? Is it a big plate, or is it a dish, or, or what is it? You have to you have to come up with all these parameters. The same with the globe. The reality is that actually, do you need to know? Do any of us? actually need to know what's out there, what's outside of this realm. No, but it's human uh, it's human nature to discover, isn't it? It's human, it's human nature to discover and explore. So imagine if there was a time when we knew what that was up there. And knowing what that was up there empowered us down here. And then somebody that wanted to take control of everything and everyone down here took that knowledge, severed that connection and retold the story deceitfully to then gain control of perception of what's going on the the question i have there is that i mean that would have to be such a huge undertaking but do you not do you not see what's going on right now is with all the Um, connections that have been made and all the dots all the dots have been connected this whole thing has been going on for centuries that we can we can prove it's been going on for at least 200 years this whole deception or or rather actually we can't say we can't say how long it's been going on for because how long have they been rewriting history for man they're doing it right now as we speak they're rewriting history but how long have they been seriously rewriting history what if what if nothing we have been taught at school about history, what if none of it's true? But what, is just what if, just play a, a thought game 
what if none of it's true? What if all of it's just to set a paradigm so that we are stuck in a box, basically, so we're all nicely boxed up, easy to manage? Well, I mean, all, all hope at that point would be lost because already now I think there's maybe, regardless of what people think, like politically, I think um, like the whole like the Donald Trump administration that four years has a lot to do with this the I've never seen such and rightly so in some cases I've never seen such distrust in like the news and media mm. but now now we're, we're because we're attacking our own institutions I mm. mean it's we do we don't like to think of it as it because everybody finds those people on on the internet which they connect with like on a personal level and they, they latch onto but all you're doing is latching onto populism then and at that point it doesn't really matter whether what they say is correct it's just what, what, what about those mean? what about those of us that will only follow credible information like the the so that about the the institutions like our in, our education is a Freemasonic, it's from the Lucifer, um, the Lucifer Trust, Freemasonic education. It's been installed all over the globe through the, you know, as they started it off with the, um, with the British Empire, reprogramming, re-educating what they wanted. They, they re-educated everybody with their story. They took away the history that those nations had, like India, they went into India and completely ravaged it, destroyed it, tore away all their all their uh, history. Basically, told them, "No, that's just a load of rubbish." Because God, God's real, God exists, and what you're teaching is just all heathen rubbish. And so they send a bunch of nuns over with Bibles to everybody and say, "No, this is what history is," but. The thing is, those people have got their their history is being is what's being talked about now as being maybe that was real, that was true. It's just a perception of what they what they're talking about and how they write about it. Our understanding of it is is different now because we're living in this age, but. When they're talking about the gods, when they're talking, you know, all the different gods, Shiva, it's all different um, aspects of our own consciousness and ego. We've been completely misled. Absolutely, completely, totally, 100% misled. Because it's easy. It's, it's easier... If you get, if you get everybody dumb to real facts, real truth, and you feed them a load of garbage from birth, you've got complete control of them. You like we what we what we consume isn't it's not just about our, the food that we consume; it's about the. Um, the information that we consume. Well, we can prove that the food that they're giving us, they're tr- it's like they're trying to poison us. It's full of 
crappy GMOs and chemicals and shit that we do not need in our bodies. And they're just having a detrimental effect to our bodies, causing obesity and um, what's it called? We have the insulin. Diabetes. Di- yeah, di- no, diabetes and... Um, yeah, yeah but I, I, I'm not sure that like, because of the crap that's in a McDonald's burger, I'm not convinced that the crap that's in a McDonald's burger is being put there by a psychotic clown to kill us. I think it's been it's put there no, because it's, 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 it's cheap. It's, it's not. It, I, I don't even mean to make it stupid. I think it's it's a profit thing. Uh, I think greed is probably a a closer answer than like evil. Right, so you're thinking about e- you're saying evil. Um, what I don't think that evil exists. I think that evil is the perception of um, r- just lower f- lower frequency um, emotions and behaviour. So fear, um, h- hatred, and fear anger, aggression, I mean, it's all linked to fear. So you've got love at this end and fear at this end. Well, just, that's just like the temperature of something, isn't it? You've got hot. It's just, hot. It's just words to, uh, like, name an emotional response or an action. You know, you know how important words are, though? You know how important words are. We don't really realise how important words are. Words are so important because... Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't just help us to understand. They, they help us to connect. And they help us to perceive. Words help us to perceive things. To uh, They <coughs> help us describe our perspective and our perceptions. So just, just another thought game. What if the key to reality is your perception. I, I can accept that there's there's a certain amount that uh, that we take in that we, what we affect what's around us. I've I've got a, uh, a feeling like the best way I I can like break it down is when people are watching sport. If you you see a big sporting moment somehow. Sport generally tries, tends to find itself a point like a an exciting end. You know, against all odds, sport tends to end in something exciting, and you tend to know when something's going to happen. And I've often wondered whether that's a, like a group consciousness behind this one thing wanting an outcome. Uh, I've also wondered whether the chaos we're in right now uh, is due to social media affecting. The like the connection between us all because we're not supposed to have. I mean, even what we're doing now as as our animals, we're not supposed to have the power to do these crazy things. This is this is the power of the gods. See, you you just said as animals, you think that we're animals. Yeah, that's, that's one that's one perception of ourselves that we've been given that we're just animals. We 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 just we're just animals that evolved from monkeys that basically. They came from, they crawled out of the primordial sludge. So from nothing, nothing evolved eventually into 
what what is you know sat here, what we're talking to each other. That's for one thing. Evolution, the theory of, still hasn't been proven. They still haven't found the missing link, and you've got countless anthropologists, archaeologists, and historians that are all starting to accept that the out of Africa theory is a complete load of crap. Did not all come out of Africa. They've they've started talking about it in mainstream. They're talking about the fact that the different Neanderthal and um, Homo sapiens used to mate. You know, there was all this cross species um, sex going on and hybridization, and we are a hybrid species. Um, everybody, <laughs> this. Uh, was Eurasian, um, Caucasian is basically from the, has come from the Aryan, the fifth root race. Or, yeah, Cro-Magnon's fourth, isn't it? Yeah. It's come from the fifth root race, the Aryan race. And that was where it was from that race, from that time when things started to, we started to develop like, intelligently we started to build agriculture and you know um architecture agriculture there's all this unexplained architecture all around they they can't explain it you know why they can't explain it because it doesn't fit into their history they've they've woven this narrative about the history of the earth they've woven it into all their encyclopedias and everything if you go and look at the money that's behind all of these publications, all the money goes back to the same people. So they're pushing this. The people? Huh? Who, Who are the people? they? I think when you get down to brass tacks, it's the bankers. It's the it's the thirteen bloodlines of the Phoenician bankers. Mm-hmm. Who I don't know their names. It's not it's not bloody Rothschilds and all that. They're just the front. Rothschild is a, is a stooge, is a front. They, these people don't get seen. You don't, the, I think it's names like Pasqueur. The Pasqueur. They're not it's seen. Like people are, um, we were, for better or worse, people are into instant gratification. It's, I don't think that's, we like oh, to pretend. Been, only because we've been encouraged to. We only no, do no. what we're programmed to do, dude. We're only uh, do we only do what we're programmed to do. I think, and what we're of, I think there's a lot of natural instincts still left in humans, though. I think I think one of those is instant gratification. If if you if you're hunter gathering and you see something, you want to take it because it's it's that or that opportunity might not come across again. I think there's those but, but what, still you, you might only be thinking like that because you're thinking I'm a hunter gatherer. What if you've been taught from birth that you're not a hunter-gatherer, you're a custodian? You're a custodian. Uh, you are the pinnacle of creation, and it's your job to look after every single living thing on this earth. What if, yeah. what if you've been brought up from birth to, to believe that? Um, yeah, but you'd still have to survive. There would still have to be... 
we're talking about an ecosystem we're talking about the the um the biological ecosystem of earth right and yeah. we've been told we've been told that we're a cancer we're just a cancer on earth and we're destroying America. but when you look at all of the indigenous um tribes and stuff they're not they live in, they're connected, fully connected to their surroundings, to nature, and they live with nature. They don't live and they live in balance with nature. So, the people that are trying to control us, are keep, keeping us all crammed into these concentrated areas, telling us that all oh, this alone you can't go here. This has all been done. This has all been escaped. You know, <laughs> this has all been discovered. This is too dangerous to. This doesn't exist. Keep everybody in this packed in to these um, nations and countries and cities and where they can control them. Oh, man, I've just had a brain fart and I can't think where I'm going with this. (laughs) I had it in my head then and it's gone. But, yeah, it's gone. Shit. I was on roll then. <laughs> yeah, see, the thing is, with when you talk about the, like peoples that were like in balance with nature, I mean, I think that is it is more what we would have been like when we were hunter gatherers. That's because that's essentially what they're doing, and I still think there's there's a lot of. Um, like instant gratification with those people. It's just, it, it, you know, but the, nobody's brainwashed them. Actually, actually I, think, I, I just, I think, yes, they still have um, these desires and they like, just like any, every human has these desires, mm-hmm. but in these communities, these desires are, you know, it's, we are not animals, Right. We might behave like animals, but we're not animals. We're capable of empathy and compassion and unconditional love and those things. Those things make us very definitely not animals, right? Yeah. We're able to give selflessly and we're able to take and hurt and, and kill and steal with intent, with malice, you know? Animals kill because they're scared. Animals kill because they're hungry and they want to eat. Humans what kill. About, what, what about dolphins playing with porpoises? So dolphins playing with well, yeah. oh, hurt, they, they hurt them, don't they? They they, care, they, they, they play tennis with them. They knock yeah. them back and forth to each other until Is the that, porpoise that, is dead. That's dolphins and... And killer whales as well. Yes, See, whales as well. Cats, cats mm-hmm. as well. I mean, but is it evil? No, no. But I'm just saying that there's less, there's less differences. I mean, even I, I think animals can show empathy. You know, the uh, for some crazy reason the, uh, the other week, my cat started sucking Susie's finger. You know, it's uh, <laughs> understandable. Understandable. No, I think- I, I, I've looked on Facebook and found uh, Facebook on YouTube and found videos of 
one species helping a diff- another. Like a cat, there's a, a fish. Oh, no, this was a dog, wasn't it? There was a fish that was out of the water and it was flapping around, flapping around. And this dog came up and just like nudged it into the water and helped it into the water. And um, I think I've seen a cat do it as well, a cat help a fish and just knock it back into the water. That's a stupid cat. But animals that would normally hunt the animal that they're helping, but but they help it. It's cool, man. It is cool. Um, I mean, all I can say is ever since I was a kid, I've always had this connection. Like, uh, I don't know, like, it's not a voice, it's a thought. I've always had this thought that there is something outside of here, outside of this realm, God, whatever you want to, the creator. Um, and I wasn't brought up to do that. I wasn't brought up to be religious or to, to praise God or anything like that. It's just something that I always felt. And I always talked to God When I came across the, the, the when, you know, in school, when I was taught the Big Bang Theory and everything, I wanted to, I was trying to explain that, to, you know, I was trying to um, reconcile that with the, th- the theory of creation and having been created. Because I was always, always really in awe of how amazing life is how amazing animals are, insects and plants and just life. It is fascinating, like really, really fascinating. So I always had a um, an interest in where it started. And when I was told the Big Bang Theory, that didn't make sense to me, that we've all evolved from sludge, that all of this has come from an accident. And I always had things happening where I was, I thought, you know, man, that's, that's not a coincidence. Like things happening that just seem to happen just at the right time or, you know, prayers that got answered in my perception. So I always had a problem with the with the theory of evolution and the fact that it was always still called the theory of evil the theory of evolution not the law and um when i came across this the the flat earth stuff and when i decided no i can't say i'm a flat earther because look at the amount of look at the ridicule that flat earthers get and the, the globe um, globe believers, they, they're right. We, you still can't say as a flat earther where the edge is or how, you know, how big the wall is, how high the wall is, or what's keeping the water in or any of these things. We can't say any of these. So I've gone down a different route trying to, trying to reconcile it all. And I think with the, the, what I've found out looking into people like 
um, Alistair Crowley, Manly P. Hall, um, Madame Blavatsky, <clears throat> looking into everything that they've been, that's come out about Antarctica and Richard E. Bird, looking into the extra the extra land that um, was, what was the was it Richard Bird that was on the, on the the black and white thing wasn't was it yeah with the with the uh, Longstein watchmakers yeah the Longstein watchmakers thing where he talks about the the uh, the minerals and everything that's all over yeah, there and, and then the, he, the coal and the green land and stuff like that I thought that, that's mental he died not long after that interview he was put in hospital uh, he was hospitalised and then he and then he died and it was all you know they didn't make a big deal of it I don't think when he died he just it was all a bit quiet old Richard Richard Bird's died yeah um he talked about other stuff as well, man. Really crazy stuff about the UFOs, about the the flying saucers that they did battle with in 1956. There seems to be a lot of information that's not just come from from Admiral Byrd. There's there's um, information about Winston Churchill um, setting up the ICL and stuff. All it's, it's all I've got a um, there's a there's a Robert Sepper video. Like Robert Sepper is an anthropologist who says that we didn't come out of Africa and we were... Um, he doesn't say... He, he can't say how... He, uh, he's not saying that we're created. He won't say that we're created. But he is saying that we are a hybrid species. Um, we didn't evolve to, work to, um, to what we are. We're hybrid. And each one of us that looks different, we look, you know, different nationalities look different because it's a different hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are still multiple, like, there's more than one type of human yeah. at the moment. Um, he did one recently called Skate to Antarctica. Um, let me find it. I'll send it to you on Skype. It's all right. Uh, Poundland Young Jamie's on it. Say that again. <laughs> Poundland Young Jamie over here is on it. <laughs> exactly right. If you can get it, yeah. Skate to Antarctica, Robert Sepper. It's, um, I don't know where it is, like that because there's, it's, there's like an hour audio um, of this this invading woman Antarctica is that what it's called? Oh, it might be invading Antarctica. It's got like a still uh, grayish, yeah. yeah. Um, this woman is talking in 1982 about the research that she's done into Antarctica and some of the things that she's pulled out. You'll know after the Second World War, there's these, there's this theory, conspiracy theory that. Um, Hitler wasn't, he didn't kill himself and he escaped to 
Antarctica, and then lived out his days in Argentina. And um, she talks about this, and there's a lot of footage that's shown. It doesn't correlate to what she's saying, but the footage itself proves that they were out there uncovering already established bases. They weren't down there to build. They were down there to uncover stuff that was buried beneath the ice and the snow. And you can see them. They, you can, like, they, find one, they find one bunker or something. They dig in, dig into the snow, dig into the ice. And then this guy comes out and he comes out with an oil lamp. Right? And he's showing it. Like, look, look, oil lamp. So it shows that they were, these bases were there and established in the First World War. Mm. And Richard E. Byrd was there in 1929. First World War, not second. And there's all this stuff that's been going on in Antarctica, and we're told that Antarctica is just full of emperor penguins. They've signed a treaty in 1956, or was it 56 or 59? They signed the Antarctica Treaty. It's got 100 and what something countries signed up to it now. It's the only treaty on Earth that's been stuck to absolutely perfectly, like religiously by every single country, no matter if they're at war with each other, who's invading who, who's terrorizing who, doesn't matter as far as Antarctica is concerned. Everybody's all of one voice and one mind and one thought. We have to protect the penguins. Everyone likes a penguin. <laughs> right? Um, what they talk, what she talks about is that there was this um, elite team or covert team called the Martians. And the Martians were going around mutilating cows and abducting people. And they had advanced technology that um, allowed them to alter your state of consciousness. So they could basically mind rape you. Um, The, the sources that were that went up against Bird, Admiral Bird, and the Americans, those were all manufactured here on Earth. It's all advanced technology, basically that um, that Hitler discovered when he went down to Antarctica. There's a story that Hitler went down with so many people. The um, the people that were down there already came, you know, the, the, whatever they are, the Hyperboreans or the Palladians or the Aryans or whatever it is that they are, scanned everybody that was there and only accepted a hundred of them in um, and then and, and worked with them. Um, you've got this whole story about Hitler chasing after the Aryan race, trying to create this super race of beings Right, all linked to, you know, they've all got blue eyes and blonde hair. Well, when you look into it, that that's true. That is true. Everything that was said about that is true. The Aryans appeared like 10,000 years ago. Everybody 
with blue eyes, blue or green eyes, is has got one common ancestor from the Aryans. And the Aryans were responsible for much of the building and, and um, agriculture, um, domesticating, domesticating of pets, all of this. And when you look into the, the, the actual ancient history of Tibet, India, China, um, go to Egypt, go to South America, go to North America, every single one of these cultures, ancient pre-flood culture, or not pre-flood, but ancient culture based on pre-flood beliefs, has got blue-eyed, blonde-haired mummies. So whatever he was researching had some truth to it, Had some, there was something in it. And I think what, what they did was they used, they used him as a scapegoat. I think he actually was uncovering truth. I think free energy and all of that is, is a reality that is being suppressed at the moment. Because what, what would be the reason to suppress it, though? That's what, that's what I can never free understand. Energy? Yeah. What would be the reason to suppress free energy? Yeah, because realistically... You don't have to pay for everything, right? Yeah. You pay for your travel, pay for your electricity, pay for, basically pay for everything. What, like, what, what if you can, if, if electricity was free, if all, um, if everything could run on electricity that was free that came from the ether, then you think how much time and money we'd have on our hands. You wouldn't need to pay to go anywhere. I mean, wherever you wanted, for free. The the technology giver would still have the power in that situation. You know, there there would still there there would still be technological advancements that had to be made past that, that would be made past that. I see. I I don't. I won't. I don't take that. Um, That as far as like flying saucers or technology. What if technology is a really, really poor imitation of what you can do as a human being? Maybe, but I mean, again, I'm not sure that I, I'm not sure that you could find that out with with free energy. I don't, I don't think that's what that's what's being kept there. You know, I don't I don't think being able to not have to pay an electricity bill or not have to pay pay to travel is going to keep. Um, me from realising that I can turn into being a pure energy. It's if you if you if you're having to spend your life and all of your time focused on menial tasks and activities in order to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Of course, it does. Oh no! Yeah, you would. You'd have more time to uh, concentrate on you. Yeah, I mean, it's the you, you then start going down the road towards um, communism with things like that. Uh, it's it's one of the reasons I worry about the idea of the universal basic income I, and people do, being. Do you know, communism is here now. That you're living. Where where are you? Where are you based in England? In the in the Isle of Man. In, in oh, right. for want of better words, yeah. I don't know what it's like in the Isle of Man, but basically here in Tenerife. And from what I see in England, 
we're like two steps away from total communism. They're enforcing things that go against our human rights mm-hmm. and our constitutional rights. They're enforcing things that are backed up by, they're not backed up by science. It's pure propaganda. It's, it's fear-based propaganda to control people. So... How do you uh, how do you feel about the big C, the new big C? I think that um, I've probably already had it a uh, hundred times in my lifetime. I think that it's been around ever since I was born. I think that uh, what they're doing is is it right? My my whole take on life in general, right, is that we are co-creators of everything that happens and it's not just through what we do it's through how we think what we think what we say and how we feel right what what we think what we say how we feel and what we do how how that all works together right and that's what creates reality and the the um The state that we live in, I think this is a realm, the edges of which, I don't know where they are, I think that's all in our perception. I think this is a realm, it's a, basically it's a matrix realm that we have certain rights within to create. Right? Could you define realm? Because I, I hear like realm thrown around quite a lot and I, I, I often think it means different things to different people. I think realm means um, a, I don't want to say area because area doesn't sound big enough. Realm is a, is a, I suppose you could call it a dimension. It's like a dimension. Um, I mean, you've got the, the spirit realm that we can't see. And the physical three-dimensional realm that we're living in, right? So, in those senses, physical realm, it's it's not a, a defined area, is it? You can't say the physical realm is a defined area. It's not. Oh, the yeah, the physical, the the spiritual realm. Sorry, the spiritual realm. Yeah, take a left past. Uh, yeah, go left past Granada, and you'll find it down. It's not like that. The spiritual realm is this place it's a different it, it's it another, feels like another way of saying dimension but not using yeah. the word dimension yeah yeah so di- yeah dimension works um so within this realm we've got certain rights and abilities where we can help things along right and collectively when we when we all join forces and we do it together, it's the the, the power of it is magnified tenfold, a hundredfold. Right? <laughs> History has taught us that we've had all these different people throughout the ages trying to teach us something, and all of us, all of them, seem to be trying to teach us the same thing, and yet we're going along, we're still carrying on doing what we're doing, right?
what's for me, I'm I'm looking at where where they're trying to control us and the people that are trying to control us. And I and I'm looking at the tools that they're using to try to control us. And all of it's based on perception. All of it. And then when when I think about it, I think, oh, hang on a second. I because I think I think that religion is just another paradigm to control thought and therefore control actions. Um, it's all based on individuals writing their own versions. So with each individual scripture, there's, there's an imprint of that person's ego in that scripture. Ego as in ego, you know, ID, whatever. Um, Creative licensing. Yeah, so we can't. We, we, so they're, they're just giving the story from their perception. But one thing that I've realised that it doesn't matter what I say or what I do. Nobody else can see the world the way I see it, and I can't seem to see the world. Like I, I can try to understand, but and I can try to see the world, but I just I I don't get why people can't see. What I can see, and I think, well, I can't see what you can see, or rather, I'm I'm denying what, not denying, but I don't agree. So if I'm if it's if it's okay for me not to agree, then it's okay for you not to agree. Why should you agree with me? Like just because I'm saying it, you don't. I'm, I'm not. Who am I to say? Right. So if we're if we're living in this world where our perception is really important really really important it's clear that it's really important because they tried so hard with religion and then once we seem to find technology and different ways to present ideas film and photographs came up Hollywood, as soon as the um, projection film and, um, and video camera were invented, as soon as they were invented, there was a certain, uh, should we say, class of people that went out and they bought all the rights to every single camera and everything. Uh, they, they owned the patent, basically, to all... Um, projection or or film. Alfie. Sorry, my dog's having a nightmare. Um, so it was obviously really, really important. They, they saw that through this medium, they were able to mould people's perception. <coughs> we're now in a place where the media... It's only saying one story. Doesn't matter what what news program you go to, they're all saying the same thing. They're all they're all parroting the same narrative. Every yeah. one of them. As as far as the, the like the COVID, like as far as everything, media, as far as almost everything, about the election, they're all going along with that as well. Mm-hmm. They're all going along with that, and. Pff, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, it's just blatantly obvious to me that the most important thing to them is to keep control of our perception. Well, why is that so important that they need our perception? Because our perception is what what uh, directs how we how we respond, how we either react or respond to what what you know what we're being faced with. They want everybody in fear. Why do you think that is? Because when you're in fear, you don't think straight. You can't think straight. You can't think clearly. You don't worry about thinking about who's controlling you. You're worrying about the situation. You're not worrying about the people that are pulling the fucking strings. You're worrying about uh, your next door neighbour. Maybe, oh, maybe maybe they're going to break into my house and steal my food or whatever, you know? They've made everybody scared of each other. They push this fear, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. Every radio station, every TV station, constant, constant fear. Every newspaper, every magazine, everything is pushing fear, right? Why? Because you don't think straight when you're scared. You do what you're told. If there's somebody, if an authority figure comes in, People generally, nine times out of ten, will hand over their rights to the authority figure just to keep them safe. Well, it's the, I mean, I agree. But I also think that part of that idea of keeping people safe is to keep it because we enjoy the uh, boundaries of civilization. I think to a certain point, you know, it's we've we've wrote these rules or unwritten rules between us, which, I mean, you can say most most of the things that we value come, uh, come from the Ten Commandments. You know, it's been egged into our consciousness that these things are, you know, it's, it, it's a pretty you good way, religious or not, it's a pretty good way to, to... Do you know what the Ten Commandments are? Can you tell me all ten? No. I can tell the big ones. I can't <laughs> I don't, because you, you say that, you say that about the Ten Commandments, except, well, is it, I, I, I agree to a point, it's it's not really the all Ten Commandments, is it, though? It's just the big ones. Thou yeah. shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not covet thy neighbour's wife. Um, Sloth, greed, yeah. But the, uh, oh. Oh, he's gone. Oh, so this is for awesome. Um, how are you feeling? So good. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, how do I need to re-add him in from here? Oh, yeah, there he is. Got dumped out then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's clearly someone after us. What was I saying? Uh, we said, I was saying that I think we, um, so, although it is, there is a, set of, a certain amount of giving power up, it's the same, um, it's the same thing as accepting that we, although there's a, a lot of people involved in the police that you're probably, probably aren't particularly trustworthy, but we put our trust in the police force because we know out there there are people that don't really want to do things by the rules and the rules that we have around us. 
Right, that that because brings some people are cunts. Right, that, that <laughs> brings to mind. That brings to mind um, anarchy. Right, <laughs> people. Uh, the, the 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 term or the name anarchy has had all kinds of wrong um, associations made with it. It's it's been misused and um, mis um, misdescribed. You know, it's not, not been described accurately, especially now. Right, anarchy is a world is a land without rulers, not without rules. It's a land without rulers, where every man is responsible for himself, governs himself, is responsible for for his own activity, and if he steps out of bounds, or if she he or she step out of bounds and they break the rules, then. A committee or whatever is, you know, books together. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Government and police force. But the thing is, I'm not going to give. There's certainly not a single politician alive today that I respect enough to govern me. They don't have the right to govern me or to govern anybody else because they can't even govern themselves. Mm-hmm. This is about holding people accountable. Politicians live in a bubble and they're never held accountable. Tony Blair is still walking around making millions. Oh, that's more than a dramatic pause. Rich is, he's, he's actually a war criminal. He should actually be tried and sent to either Gitmo or, or who knows. Mm-hmm. What he did was he was complicit in a, in a war crime. They lied through their teeth. That's what they do. That's all yeah. they do. They lie. They lie, they lie, they lie, they lie. And people sit there and let them lie. We get taught at school. We get taught at home. I got taught by my parents. What's the chat saying? Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's flat. No, it's not. Yeah, it's no, it's not. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> uh, is, is the mic on you better now? Back again. Oh. Oh. Ah. Hey, you, okay? you, you keep getting excited. And the, uh, <laughs> I, th- I think your, uh, your internet's not having it. <laughs> <coughs> so... You talk. If you lie, if you keep lying, nobody will believe it. Get the big wolf, right? Mm-hmm. These, all of them, politicians, leaders, thought leaders, doctors, 
the WHO, all of them, mm-hmm. they're lying. And they're caught lying. And they keep lying. And we just keep going along with it. Just keep but letting them do it. The thing is... They're it's, in authority, because they're authority, because they're, 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 they're more important than we are. Yeah, well, no, they're humans, so they're fallible to make mistakes. Uh, no, I'm, I'm mistakes. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. If you're going to be in a response, if you're going to be in a position of that much responsibility, no, you are not entitled to make mistakes like these, like the ones they're making. If you're not capable of doing the job without making mistakes like this, these aren't just these aren't. Little mistakes, man. These are monumental errors. They're going completely against science. They're, they're telling everybody to mask up when masks are proven to cause you more problems, and they don't. They do not stop. Um, uh, they don't stop you. Infected. I'm not. I, I mean, I'm not. I, I I'm not a mask guy. I mean, I wore I I wore mask as much as I, I I had to when they were when they were sort of mandatory on the island. But um, the I mean, realistically, the only th- the only sort of major study that's gone into it was the Swedish study. It was a Danish, and that 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 showed that there was little to no effect as far as transmission rates go. I do think it's, I do think it's, um, de- um, oh, like dependent on situation. I, I think, I think it would help in transport. I don't Mars, think, you know. Masks were only invented for one thing. They weren't invented to stop transmission. They were invented to stop surgeons spitting into wounds. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the idea being, though, know, that if it's stopping you, if it's stopping droplets when you're going down, it's stopping droplets when you're speaking to somebody, isn't it? That's it. The, the yeah, theoretically, theoretically, right? But um, look at Fauci. Oh my God, Fauci comes out and says, "You shouldn't wear. Yeah, you don't need to wear masks. You shouldn't wear masks. There's no reason anybody should be wearing a mask." Then yeah. he comes out and says, "No, everybody needs to wear a mask. You have to wear a mask." Then he says, oh, no, you should wear two masks. If one mask is 92% effective, then two masks will be 95% or 99% effective. And then maybe maybe if two masks, you should wear three masks. And then he, bat, he um, flip-flops again and said there's no scientific evidence to prove that that is the case. And then he flips back again to saying that Masks should be worn, and they are effective, and they stop transmission. Right, and we and everybody seems to have forgotten that we've already proven that one mask reduces your oxygen by X amount and increases the carbon dioxide in your blood, increases your, the acidity level of your blood, c- can cause um, what's it called, septic pneumonia or whatever it is. No, but bacteria. <laughs> bacterial pneumonia. We've got all of that already just with one mask and they're telling us to put two or three on. Well, I'm telling them in America. I don't know about in England. I, mean, I, no, I don't, I don't there's been no two masks in the UK. I mean, the uh, the thing is, it's... Um, this, is this is what gets me. You're... Uh, like people have worn masks 
um, in like China and Japan, like for huge amounts of time for a long time. Mm. Uh, I'm not for pollution. It was because of yeah. pollution. That's why they wore their masks. Was because yeah. of pollution. But just it was to stop the fumes. It had nothing to do with transmission of sickness. It was to no, stop no, no. The because of the smog. I, I, I 100% agree with you. But what I mean is, is the fact that they there haven't been any major health problems through what they're doing. I still don't agree with Matt wearing masks for COVID, for COVID because I think. Ooh, ha- hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, because that that's a. That's an assumption. That that they, an assumption, yeah. Because they haven't published any studies into how many of their citizens die from respiratory diseases caused by wearing masks. They I haven't. Think, they I haven't, think you would find a natural pushback against it with doing it, though, wouldn't you? Considering well, how long it's been going on for, because it's, it's not mandatory. Day. I mean, the, 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 the CCP, they, there's another... There's another um, government that lies they lie through their teeth oh yeah absolutely see i I don't understand i don't understand why we're taught as kids not to lie right and then but oh it's okay if you're in government it's okay to lie through your teeth to the people to and take away their liberties for no reason other than to just control them. It's not for any health reason. What What do you think was the um, like the catalyst of it? Because there's, I, I I'm personally in between things. I'm in between the the Great Reset and I'm in between the uh, the idea that the this thing either got out of a lab by accident or on purpose, and the Chinese government essentially propagandized the West into locking down and destroying its like, financial system. That's where I am on it. I think that it's all part of the global reset, yes. I think that Trump was um, part, of a, part of a mission to expose it. Um, and with with the idea of bringing it to the halt, to a halt in the end with of us, once it's been exposed, us all it takes is for us to um, not consent and to not comply with the crap. That's all it takes. We don't need to get violent. We don't need to get aggressive. We don't need. To, God, we could all go out onto the streets and just all hold hands and start singing. And what the hell would they do? Yeah. Um, I think it was all put into fast forward. I think they had a, it was a, a longer plan. I don't think they wanted to do the reset yet, but I think that because of what was going on with Trump, it all got brought forward. Um, or, or maybe it got knocked back or something, you know, when Hillary didn't win. Mm-hmm. I think they thought they had that in the bag. They didn't. Trump came in, upset the apple cart. Now Biden's in. He's just basically, he's resetting it. They're they're trying in every single way to just erase Trump and everything that he did and just reinstall their Obama plan. And Biden, king of plagiarism, he doesn't care whose plan it is. He'll just stick his name on it. 
but it's all yeah it's part of the, this is all part of the reset plan and and trump was in i think trump was on board for for stopping it because trump is not a globalist i don't believe that he's a globalist for a second because he he wouldn't exist they don't they don't like him he doesn't like them he doesn't want to be part of their club he doesn't want to be a globalist so that's why he's against it and you know he's he's all about um He's, he's a local-town America guy, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked into him last year quite quite a lot. I looked, I tried to find interviews that, you know, weren't aired much. My take from it is that if there is a true philanthropist out there, Trump is a true philanthropist. I think Trump has helped out individuals um, with no desire to be paid back or anything for it he's just happy to help people out and when you know when they succeed he's had there's a story of us this guy a black american guy that wanted to start a business trump um trump's company lent him the money and he made a success of the business went back to trump with a um with a check to pay to pay him back and Basically, they said, no, I don't want it, tore it up. And said he didn't have to pay it back. He'd just get on and, you know, have a successful business. Mm-hmm. Trump's all about, because America is a corporation, I don't know what the deal with, with it now, about Washington, D.C. and all of that. But up until just recently, America was definitely a corporation. The U.K. is a corporation. There, there are no nations anymore. There are no nations anymore. They're all corporate entities, and we are all stock of their – we're all registered stock of the corporate entities. So Trump's a businessman. Mm-hmm. That's why he was good for America. That's why that's, – because he wasn't a politician. He was a businessman. Politicians are in it for their own gain. But businessmen, entrepreneurs and businessmen like, like Donald Trump – they're in it for their own gain, but it's it's like in order for that to happen, they need to make everything a success. You know, he he wanted to make America the most successful corporation on earth, and he was he was on track to doing that. Man, he was right on track to doing that. Everybody, nobody can disagree with that. The results that he had, the economy. And I mean, the economy started to come back even during the COVID, you know, during COVID because of what he was doing. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's all part of this reset thing. It's been implemented by um, the people behind what we perceive as the deep state, which we always knew existed because I, I can remember having conversations with my dad back in the 90s about the shadow government. Yeah, there's always, there's always been the idea of a shadow, shadowy hand that pulls the strings. And it's whenever you have uh, politicians which have benefactors and uh, like fund fundraisers, you, you're always going to get people that have power over people that aren't in the spotlight. Um, what, say again? If you have people that are putting money into politicians to help them run and like X yeah. money's going here and there, it's it's always there's always going to have to be that sort of problem. But we've come we're coming up here to the hour and a half mark on the podcast, and mm. just before we sort of start wrapping it up, 
I just wanted to come back to the um, like with the title of the podcast with it being Glow Birth Denier because we just start to get into like what you what you thought or what sorry what because I know we spoke about the uh, like the the crazy sort of myriad of theories about what flat Earth is and that sort of thing. I, I want to know what you think it is. Like, what's your if if you if someone someone had to put down like what's your best guess of what we live on? What is it? I I, be, I believe that we live in a realm that was essentially created for us mm-hmm. to exist within, where um, we could exist as spiritual light energy beings in a physical um in a physical form but it's all about i think evolution exists but it's an evolution of consciousness i think consciousness is a marriage between your soul and your ego your until you're spiritually awakened until you've realized that you have a soul as well as an ego there are two aspects to your being um it's uh, that that's when you become conscious. That's when you become uh, potentially a consciously created co-creating being where you are able to focus your attention, focus your intention and your emotion and everything into something and make it manifest, make it real. And you can move mountains if you believe it. If you, um, I was always taught, when I was a kid, you can do anything you put your mind to. Absolutely anything you put your mind to, you can do. And then when you go to scriptures, Jesus says, if you can make your heart and your mind one, you can ask the mountain to move and it will move. So heart and mind, ego and soul, um, it's, it's about finding, a because this is a realm of duality where, Everything has its opposite. And what we have to do within the realm in order to gain control of the abilities that we, we have as a, you know, they're inherent in us, but they have to be activated. Um, you need to find a balance in your, in your being. So you are, you're not ruled by your ego and you're not living with your head in the clouds and spirit all the time, you, you can find a nice healthy balance where your left brain and your right brain are working together. This male-female, I think it's all linked to the male and female divine. It's all part of creation and creating, right? And when you're asleep, when you haven't realized that what they're telling us isn't the truth and there's something much, much bigger going on, um, you know, spiritually and everything, there is a there. There are, for me, I call them cheeky monkeys. But there's there's entity around, um, playing with us, fucking around with us, messing with us, messing with our thoughts, messing with our um, mainly with with our thoughts, changing our perceptions of things to to make us behave in certain ways to create sort of situations that will 
generally end, end up in either anxiety or pain or chaos or whatever because they they live on that they they like that energy they they're energy vampires or whatever you know so they've been given all different names jinn archons demons and all of those names i call them cheeky monkeys because i'm i go back to how important language is and how important names are and so when you take a name like jinn or demon it's got an entire narrative attached to it and that narrative is based in fear so when you call that thing a demon or a jinn you're basically giving it armor and a sword you're basically you're you're giving you're you're giving it its power already because there's this whole narrative attached to that name but we're the creators right and that's what so soulless beings people that have sold their soul for greed and they're living purely on their ego um they can't create they cannot create anything they have no imagination all they can do is imitate all they can do is copy and imitate and bastardize and change and degrade right so they use us they control our perception so that we create what they want that's why they've done absolutely all out to control the narrative with what's going on right now control the narrative control the perception keep everybody in fear and then they're easier to control and they do and they do what you want them to do so they've created this whole fear paradigm where people are scared of each other scared of this tiny virus that might be flying through the air to come and kill them all it is the the name that they've given it the name that they they call it in the UK they don't give it they don't call it the um oh, I, I thought of a different way of saying it 91 Well, I was thinking of COVID backwards. <laughs> backwards. <laughs> My brain's not working quick enough. Um, yeah, so the, we don't call they don't call it that in the UK. They call it that in America. In the UK, they they're calling it the other thing, right? The Miley Cyrus, the Crown Miley Cyrus. Well, that is what has existed always, and that's the thing that I say. That's the common cold. That's the common cold and flu. It's always existed. And that's what they're calling it in the UK. They're still calling it that. So they've got everybody absolutely terrified of something that's always existed because the coronaviruses have always existed. They've not defined it as that other thing with the number 19 in it because they don't want to go out and say that because they know that that particular thing still hasn't been isolated in a Petri dish. Still. They still haven't isolated it. So the, the, the vac- that's why they've had to go with the mRNA vaccine because they can't create a standard vaccine for it because they've never isolated it. Um, I agree. I agree with you to a certain extent, but I don't... I, I I don't go with the non-COVID, um, like it's not a thing. I just I can't buy it. The I don't think it's as dangerous as what what we're being led to believe. 
But I, I've got a good friend, which has been a guest on this uh, show, who's a doctor. He's a respiratory specialist. He's on the COVID ward in a hosp- uh, hospital in the UK. And, um, you know, it's, he's got 300 patients in there with something that he's he's explained to me that these people, when, uh, when they die of this, are not dying like people would die from flu. He said it's, it's not the same thing. Say that again. Because... Oh, because the way he's saying when people are dying from this, the, the idea of it is if with the um, if I, I'm going to bastardise this because I'm not a doctor, but if the, if the blood saturation drops, he said usually usually uh, when you're hitting sort of seventy percent blood oxygen, like people are already starting to drift out in and out of consciousness, they're already on the way out. He said yeah. these these uh, these patients are dropping down to sixty percent blood oxygen without being able to, to, to sort it out. And he has to tell these people they're going to die and there's nothing he can do about it. And it's, it's not, it, it isn't the same as flu, but I, okay. I will agree that I can agree. Can you, explain, can you, can you tell me why the, the, these people haven't had hydroxychloroquine? Um, no, 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 I can't. I, I, to, I, I, I think the treatments uh, for COVID have been, um, Fucked over for political reasons and for financial reasons as well. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't disagree disagree with any of that. But the whole the the the, the idea of this thing not actually being a real thing, I, I find. I, mean, there's, there's, I think the reactions overreach to like what's going on there. There's something in the story that something came out of Wuhan. Right? There's something in that. Except, I've got a whole different theory about what viruses are as well man so <laughs> it's uh it, it's funny isn't it because since my perception of viruses changed i've not been sick and it's been over a year and i used to get sick at least twice a year so i, I, I i've I, gone i haven't been sick for a year but it's because i started taking multivitamins and vitamin d Oh, I, 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 it's weird, man. It's weird. Like, I can't say it's because of masks, because I don't. I, the only time I wear my mask is when I go into a supermarket or if I see a policeman. Because um, here in Tenerife, they're, I mean, if if you get funny with them about wearing a mask, they'll just get the baton out and smash you around the head with it. Like, that's that's how bad it is here. They're, the police are a law unto themselves. Basically, Crazy. completely low on themselves. Um, so it's not; it's got nothing to do with masks because I don't wash my hands religiously, and you know I touch banisters, and uh, it's got nothing to do with that, man. And I, I'm putting it down to my perception because what I, one of the things when my perception changed was I said, "All right." Or when I wanted to change my perception, I said, I'm going to download one of these EMF um, reader things and see if it works. All right. So I downloaded one, held it near the phone, near the computer and stuff. And it could even tell me, like, there's a computer and this is a phone, whatever. So I thought, okay, this this obviously works. When I I, I, um, would co- I was coming down 
five or six times last year, I came down with the symptoms of the flu, right? Full on came down. I woke up in the morning and I just felt like absolute shit, really achy, like almost feverish, felt crap. Thought, oh man. In the past, I would have thought, oh, that's it. Oh, I've got the flu. Oh, I've got man cold, whatever. Uh, man flu. And then I'd, I'd get back into bed and I would be sick for a few days. This time I would say, what does the MF reader say? Ah, oh, 560. Wow. That's really high. Okay. Maybe I'm feeling like this because the EMF in my room right now is 560 megahertz or whatever it is. Go to bed, like, just ride it out, feeling like shit, but just drinking water and thinking to myself, I'm not sick. I'm just, uh, I'm just reacting to this EMF. Go to sleep, go to bed, wake up the next day feeling. Even later on that day, start to feel fine. Check the readings, gone down to 40. Okay. Every time I felt like that, check the reading and 300. All, every time it was above 300, but quite a lot of the time it was around 5, 560. And um, readings would drop and I'd stop feeling like shit. And I think a lot of a lot of illness is psychosomatic. Because in the past, maybe you're interested in the EMF reader might be psychosomatic. The EMF reader. Yeah. No, the EMF reader. How could that be psychosomatic? Were you only checking the EMF meter when you woke up feeling sick? Or were you just checking it now and again? Because if you just checked it now and again and noticed it was high one day and then the next day started to feel sick. Oh no, I was checking it. I was checking it like I was checking it all the time. It was yeah. always so the, the reading generally in my room are around between forty and sixty. Right. So when I yeah. felt it was when I felt sick, I would check them and they were mm-hmm. they were higher. It wasn't only you know, I didn't only check it when I felt sick. I was no, that's, I didn't that's do it in a way, a scientific way either. I didn't record it, or it was just for my own, for for myself. Mm. And dude, I haven't been sick. I haven't been sick since making that connection between those symptoms and feeling bad. Now, I'm not saying that those symptoms. Uh, that 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 it's because of EMF and all you know all of this is because of <coughs> EMF. Or I suppose actually, I guess I am. Any respiratory, <laughs> any respiratory illness, I think, is linked to frequencies that are in the air, and it's not got anything to do with a virus. I don't think, I don't think those viruses exist. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's back, uh, like bacteria exists. And chlamydia exists, and herpes exists. They're they're viruses. They're living. Um, they're actual living viruses. But I think that um, what they're what they're recording with the like with the coronavirus and stuff like that. I think that that is a um, that's a byproduct of the cells basically purging um reacting to the so phlegm like phlegm is your body purging shit that you've absorbed 
Yeah. Ever, ever since I changed my perception of that and I get really snotty and, you know, and now I think, oh, I'm just purging. I've just obviously taken in lots of bad energy and maybe I've been eating some shitty food and I'm just purging. And because of that, it's a psychosomatic and, and I don't get sick. Whereas all the time in the past I would. Uh, yeah, but how do you how do you uh, explain people that have got colds that come home with a cold and then give a cold to their family? Well, the family's in the same. Um, you know, if it, if it is EMS, then it it could be just all connected, isn't it? It's just. They, they just start to purge. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But look, we've been running here for an hour and 47 minutes, so I'm going to have to... Go on until the cars come on. Yeah, <laughs> but th- thanks for coming on, mate. It's been really interesting, and I've, 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 I've enjoyed speaking to you. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, I don't know what so, the chat room is saying. I don't know what... The chat room have been uh, arguing with each other. It's been not flat earthy enough for some people, too flat earthy enough for others. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I'll say it again before we finish. Flat Earth is a paradigm set to, um, to fix your perception, set to keep you in a box. And all I'm saying is that it's not the globe that they teach us it is. I'm globe denier. And it's not what they teach us. That's all I'm saying. I, don't, I won't set the parameters of this earth. It's good to meet you, buddy. I'm sure we'll get you on here again someday in the future. Thank you very much, Cheers. man. Bye-bye, everyone. Cheers. Bye-bye. You are listening to Musk's Audio.